Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Come with me on a journey into the mind, into the misunderstood and mysterious world of neurodiversity, into a place of daring discovery and desperate darkness, but also, you know, fun. Come with me if you dare. Welcome back to Into the Neuroverse with me, Colin Holt, and my dear friend, Jamie Firth. Here he comes up the hill. Hello. Hello. Little Tesco's bag with him. What's in that bag? It comes. Uh, some Christmas wrapping paper. It's very cheap this time of year. Oh, get it in cheap. Get it in while you can. My mum always says that. She goes, get, get it in. It's January. Get everything in. And then she gets all sorts of mad things that you would never buy if they weren't cheap. Do you have that in your family, Jamie? I do. I mean, I'm 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 one for that. Like post Christmas, I'm buying up all the chestnuts and the Christmas puddings, like all the things that will keep for the whole year, like vacuum packed. It's like you can get them dirt cheap, and then Where next you Christmas you bring them out. You're like, here we go. My brother Stephen, uh, who might pop up in a minute, I'm still deciding whether I should talk about what happened this week with him, but he. Um, had uh he has a fridge or he used to have a fridge in his front room uh switched off and i said why have you got a fridge he didn't have a fridge that was on in the kitchen he just he'd taken his fridge from the kitchen put it in the front room and kept it switched off and i said why is that there he said that's where i keep all my christmas presents for next year uh are they chilled they're not. Said, no it switched off it switched off so it's just sort a vacuum just essentially he's turned his fridge into a drawer Right. Or a cupboard. Yeah. Taking a fridge, stopped its primary purpose, turned it into a cupboard where he can keep the Christmas presents he's bought in January. And yet, this is all true. I said to him, why um, why do you keep the Christmas presents for next year in the in the fridge? <laughs> and he's, he generally said, because I know where they are. Which is, is logical, isn't it? I know where they yeah. are then, he said, because they'll be in the fridge. It's not a place you can forget that. I've put so you put that in the fridge. Well, I guess every day if you walk in and go, you know, hang on a minute, why is there a fridge switched off in my front room? <laughs> That's weird. Did I put that there? Oh yeah, I put it there to keep all my Christmas presents in. Is there a replacement fridge in the kitchen? I just want to make sure no, he's still going no, to chill he goods. He doesn't live in no? that house anymore. He lives with my mum now. But yeah, he did do he he I think I only ever went round to that house once because it was it was an interesting. Uh, I sometimes say to my wife that our house is very neurodiverse, but his house was. It didn't make any sense why anything was where it was on any level. Do you know what I mean? And I don't mean in a in, in that it was just a mess or chaos because it was that as well. But also mm. everything. There's no. It didn't make sense why any any decision that he had made made no sense. <laughs> Speaking as a, a neurodiverse person myself, 
Um, but I don't think one person's neurodiversity often makes sense to other people's neurodiversity. I think there are obviously mm. certain common uh, things people notice or they go, oh, I do that in the same way you do that. But I think often there's things where you go, oh, I don't do any of those things. And that's really weird. Why would you do that? And but and yet both people are neurodiverse. Anyway, and that's going on to this podcast, which is about neurodiversity and neurotypicality. Is that a phrase? I would, I would say so, yeah. I think it's a good time to point out neither me or Jamie really know what we're talking about other than Jamie's reasonably extensive research. Uh, Jamie is neurotypical as far as we know. That was why we brought him in. It's already becoming pretty clear he's probably not which is uh, <laughs> ruining the whole point. Uh, my research is zero. You've got into my show now, Jamie, into my new standards, because mm. I talk about the thing about the hospital, which you sent me the information about. And I, I say I researched about it. And I say, well, I didn't really. My friend sent it me. And I say, well, actually... <laughs> I didn't read it and then eventually sent it me as a, as a voice message. And I didn't listen to that. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. It's worth buying a ticket for that show though. I would say like, oh, yeah, there's a lot more to it than that bit. <laughs> there's a, oh yeah. And, and what well, Jamie's here is my researcher and my, my, I don't know, kind of like Clive the orangutan. Is that? Yes. In so that say, uh, film? Uh, Apparently he was dreadfully, dreadfully. Merlin to your King Arthur. Uh, Merlin to my King Arthur. Do you think? Do you remember the ex? The, so, because I've got I've got ADHD and autism. That's uh, self-diagnosed. But a lovely, funny joke, which I might have said last week, which I've started saying. Jamie, do you want to hear it? I do. I'm I'm also thinking I'm autistic, but that is self-diagnosed. But then I'm also self-diagnosed as a magnificent lover. So take it with a pinch of salt. That's quite. That's not really a joke, is it? That's more just a bit of whimsy, really, a bit of fun. Anyway, um, I am a comedian, and Jamie is an actor and a, a all sorts of things, aren't you, mate? You do everything. I love and the word polymath. I, I try and use it as much as possible. Yeah, polymath, just like spread across all sorts of different nonsense. Sort of makes me think of a xenomorph, though, does it? Yeah. Oh no! I'll do that instead. I'll be xenomorph, which is an alien from Alien. Yes, much rather do that. Oh, lovely! What a creature that was, wasn't it? What a magnet! You know, you really take the day off, wouldn't you, if you design the alien? Yes. I really hope he treated himself to like a lovely biscuit or something after that. Yeah. We'll never know. It's probably some, I don't know, a cocaine. I imagine he's a man who takes cocaine. I think he's dead now because of alien. (laughs) You (laughs) are. Coked up alien. Um, a coked up alien. That would be... For, right, we're, we're waffling all over the shop. We, the the yes. whole point of this was to be succinct. So regular listeners will know that I change the format, style, and point, sometimes the person and everything about this show on a week-to-week basis, pretty much. But Jamie and I have sat down about three minutes ago. It was meant to be an hour ago, but I did some painting and that ended horribly. Well, I mean, the painting is done, but I, I mean, we're just all covered in, the whole house is covered in shit. And uh, it's chucking it down. Everything is difficult for me right now. I'm getting messages from my wife. It's okay. We're okay because it's chucking it down. She had to get the kids. It's an absolute shit show here. But let's get back on track, Jamie. Shall I jump in and say that uh, when you say uh, we don't know anything, what we're saying is we're saying we're not therapists uh, and we're just sharing. Finish that sentence. We're just, I know, we're just sharing our thoughts together in the hope that it gives us 
and hopefully other people as well some sort of comfort because dealing with brains is hard and complex and everyone's different um so uh at the bottom of the show at the end of the show we said the bottom of the show the end of the show we'll we'll give out a link to somewhere you can go and look at some resources um on the mind website with people who do know what they're talking about um but uh yes the 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 format of the show the irregular regular format um is we're going to do three things we're going to do this what have we done this format. past week this is the new format i'm what loving hearing you just week? do this this is wonderful what have we done the past week what's a thing that you want to talk about and what's a coping skill that we use in order to try and stave away the baddies uh and to, to give those titles, this is what I've come up with. It's not brilliant, but, you know, it's it's all right. No one cares. You know, this isn't finished work, is it? This is a podcast is a living, breathing creature that can kill you if you if you look at it funny. Um, but the titles we have for those things are, and this is the jingle I'm going for, Daniel, mm -hmm. Daniel, Eyes on Legs. Little shout out for Daniel, by the way. He's done a short film called Kim, 25 minutes long. I haven't got past the first two minutes, not because it's not good, Genuinely, those first two minutes were amazing, but I got shouted at and told to do something else. <laughs> so I haven't finished it. However, I'm sure it's amazing. I can't wait to finish it. Please find it online and watch it. But meanwhile, those links are a week in my universe. Actually, I think that might be a Vic and Bob tune. We might adapt that tune. Uh, big topic. So it's going to be a week in my universe. Then it's going to be big topic. And then it's going to be, I can't cope. And what's your jingle for that? Ba -dum, ba -dum, ba -dum, I can't cope. There you go. I mean, you don't really need to do any more work on that. That's finished. Big I should topic. point out for some people, for people listening, Big topic. you can't see the visual, uh, the, the wonderful moment there where the first time Colin gesticulated with his hands and they're absolutely chalk covered in paint. Uh, which, oh, yeah. Which proves, which proves that he's been painting. And dog shit. I've been rubbing. Sorry, why did I have to say that? That was horrible, wasn't it? Was, is it I, white dog shit? It's white dog shit from the seventies, presumably. It, it, it was blue and orange dog shit. Okay. The thing about the painting, right? I painted. If everyone must know, I painted the utility room, which I'm very happy to do, and I sort of enjoy. But I did this last time. I waited weeks and weeks. Oh, I must do that. I must do that. Then what I end up doing? I do this every time, and I think I'll do it till the day I die. I try not to, but I did it in. Uh, I did it when I had. 10 minutes, 20 minutes, maybe. I can do it 20 minutes. And I kind of did, but it wasn't good. Do you see what I mean? Right. Yeah. And it wasn't 20 minutes, was it? It was an hour. It was an hour and 20 minutes. Um, and I'll not, I hope, I don't know if I'll ever learn about that. I hope I will, unless someone structures my day. But let's get onto that in the big topic. That's part of the big topic. So this week, what? Okay, so first it's time for the first little section, which called... This week in my Jamie, this week in my neuroverse has alternated between being triumphant and harrowing. Dare I say, harrowing. Uh, in the level, probably to the similar degree to uh, Ripley and Alien, hunted down through that. Uh, but then the triumphalism, I guess, when she blew it out the airlock, you know. Uh, and I blew it out the airlock when I, I did a series of stand-up gigs this week, which were fan-bloody-tastic. Apart from the last one on Sunday, where everyone looked a little bit like I was slightly offended. 
or they were slightly offended by me. And sometimes when that happens, uh, it makes me um, be more offensive, <laughs> which is horrible because right. I don't want to be an offensive comedian. Or I just say something a bit like, why do I say that, dickhead? Um, so I had a lot of fun stand-up gigs and I did a great industry showcase at the end. And that's got a lot of heat on it, a lot of heat, Jamie. And there's, I can't tell you what, but there's at least two exciting things coming off the back of it. And my Edinburgh show has been announced, which is coming out in uh, which is going to be in august it's it's called colin possibly with an exclamation mark still so quite excited and i got a suit so much happened jamie so much happened i got a suit an mns suit which was chosen for me by a stylist which i think i'm going to be using from now on the suit or the stylist the suit okay oh and the stylist stylist I can't you have to pay the suit you only pay for once for the stylist, right. I'll have to keep bloody paying him, won't I? And you can't do that. But um, I did have a stressful thing, right? And I'm I'm still, as I say this, trying to work out how to talk about it in a non, a way that makes me not look awful and also makes the people involved not look awful. Uh, but basically, I got a call from a family member that another family member, they'd seen something in a in a letter which made them think which they kind of jumped to conclusions and decided that the other per it meant the other person was dying. And so I spent a week preparing myself for this. I spoke to them, obviously. And it, it, when I say dying, it means going into uh, palliative care, which is what happens when you're, you're dying, you know. And as you know, I've had a lot of death in my life. You know, my dad died. My brother died very suddenly. So it's... Uh, so I'm not, even though I, you'd feel I'd grow some sort of thick skin around this, and in a way I think I have, but also I feel very, uh, I was describing to to Joe on the last podcast I did. So, fuck, has this happened in this week then? Oh, God, I'm very confused now. Oh, this was last week I'm talking about. Okay, so basically, <laughs> but basically what happened was I ended up cancelling a few things, being very stressed, uh sort of rethinking how my life would be in many ways feeling you know elements of guilt things like that then eventually going to see these people and then being like hey hello you're right <laughs> and um and uh finding out and then seeing the letter which was not what what they told me it was it was sort of like a series of workshops i mean th these people are ill don't get me wrong but it was a series of workshops um, one of which was just talking about palliative care. So it wasn't saying you will have to go to palliative care, you're about to go to palliative care. And I came away going, and my family have done this to me a lot in my life, sort of uh, tricking me <laughs> unintentionally. I don't think there's any malice involved, but kind of drawing me into their narratives, which are are, uh, you know, worst kind of completely insane. I don't mean, I don't say that flippantly, you know, but as in right. they're, they're, they're an ex, they're a, almost like, you know, in the way uh, a conspiracy theorists get and things like that, you know, they could sort of quite easily get into that. There's quite a lot of mad stuff that they just happily sort of see as fact, you know, almost in a MAGA type way, you know. Uh, they go range from that to being just a sort of simple mistake, Um 
And the worst thing is I kind of went down, sat down with them and I wanted to actually thought, well, you do need to face these things. We do need to talk about some of these things because they are quite important. And they wouldn't really face any of that and any attempt to kind of discuss the reality of the situation just very quickly descended into a mad thought about or or a completely, you know, I suppose it's called what about isn't it? Something about something completely different. And I don't think because they didn't want to face talking about dying, because um, obviously, because they are, you know, there is a lot of illness around. It's hard thing, a weird thing to say, but do you know what I mean? It's, you know, it is something we need to start discussing. But it's because they, I think they like the big drama and the big bombastic idea and the panic and off things say, but the kind of victimness of it. And but yeah. what they don't like is actually sitting down and practically working out what we do. Because I no. guess it takes away their thing. Anyway, it was an absolute bloody roller coaster, Jamie. And I came away going, they've bloody done it again. Do you know what I mean? I've been I've been sort of and lost work over it and all that stuff and, and sort of not, you know, hugely expect not you know not highly paid work, but it, it, it happens to me a lot. And and it 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 really sort of I I'd previously been in a state of feeling very happy and strong and sort of not strong in a you know, I am the greatest or anything like that, but just kind of feeling I yes, I can, you know, feeling quite Barack Obama about things. And then this kind of I felt when I went to therapy again, I felt, I felt literally physically smaller. <laughs> I felt shrunken by it. Because I felt like I'd fallen back into being, and it's like no matter how far you get, <laughs> you'll always be pulled back into this quite mad world. I realize I'm sort of saying this without mentioning any names and stuff because so it's it's probably not a great story to hear. But does it all make sense what I've said? I think so. In in, you, in, you in the sense it. that it it doesn't make sense. I mean, I think I think there are parts. So, I mean, there is a there's definitely a wing of of. Uh, a family that I know that would sometimes there would be a big like spectacular thing that was a big thing and then actually it turned out not to be so bad and it was deliberate because by by going big early it actually makes it kind of it's almost good news when it turns out not to be quite as serious as uh as it seemed do you think um, so though because I one thing I feel and this is one reason I didn't want to talk about it or, or I really wanted to talk about it on this podcast because I why does this connect with neurodiversity? I'll come back to that. But the reason I want to talk about it was because one reason I maybe didn't want to talk about it was it makes, does it make me sound like an arsehole? Because at the centre of it is ill people, but generally ongoing ill people, as opposed to, you know, Im Im imminently sort of dying people. Um, so it doesn't make, and really I should come away just feeling relief. But like I was talking to my therapist about it, and he's like, well, I'm, surprised, I'm not surprised you don't feel relief. Do you know what I mean? Because I should feel like, oh, uh, do you know what I mean? It should, I should come away going, oh, thank God, I thought you were dying, and which did happen to me a few weeks ago. <laughs> but that mm -hmm. was actually someone else make, messaging me, telling me they thought someone had died, and it was they literally put the wrong person's name. Oh, it was just mad. That wasn't even a family member. And with that, there was a degree of relief. But with this, it was like, not that I, I would have wanted that to be the case, but it was just like, Oh, I don't know. I'd just been sucked into, I just felt really angry that I'd been sucked into this thing. So weirdly, the fact it was smaller than that didn't, didn't make me feel relief at all. It just made me feel annoyed at myself and annoyed at myself for sort of falling for it again. Mm. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah. But you think people did that? I'm going to eat a pair for this next bit, just so you can talk more. Cause I've talked a lot. 
Excellent. <laughs> is that what it takes? I never knew it that. literally takes me to eat That's... a bear. Um, but bear. What, um, that'll keep him quiet. I mean, at the, give him a fucking pear. Shut him you up. Know, the, old, the old saying. Do you know what it, his mouth. It, it? But I know I bang on about my stand-up and comedy a lot, but it really helped it because actually with my, I did a show in Leicester all about it when I was on the way to see them before this this big moment. And um, it, the show really came together, I think, because of this, because it added an element It added an element where I, I realised, talking to my therapist, that actually the characters in the show, who are my family, have now, they've stopped being my family in a way, as in it started as a very like, oh, this is a kind of, you know, open-hearted, uh, um, deep exploration or whatever. And now they've become quite cartoony and... In my head, I don't even see them as them. I see them as almost like a drawing of them. Does that make sense? Like, mm, yeah, like a caricature. Um, yeah, yeah. Or they've. Uh, my therapist said that's that's you making them safe, which I thought was quite a good way of putting it. Mm. Um, okay, I've talked a lot. I'm going to eat a pear. Do you have any thoughts on that? Am I an arsehole? I'm. Uh, I'm am constantly I in this scenario. I am constantly looking for opportunities to call you an arsehole in this particular instance i do not think that uh that you are no no it's it's one of those horrible things that that happen to people where you know a whole bunch of events all kind of come at once and take all of your focus and your brains all over the place for a while um i don't think i don't think you've done anything wrong there uh it sounds to me like you've gone and tried to deal with it uh that's what my other i mean now that's what my other friend who's a therapist said was um who's not my therapist, sometimes I wish she was, but she's my mate, so she's going. But she said, um, it's only because you, you only did it because you cared, you know? Yeah. It's actually, the, the heart of it is the fact that you cared about them. Um, And I mean, it, but, it, but honestly, it was a week of, I've sort of, sort of grief, you know, saying goodbye and all that. And then suddenly, and then the other thing was the embarrassment of that I told certain people you know, business work-wise and stuff, that this was happening. Yeah. You know, fucking hell, you know, this it changes everything kind of thing. And then suddenly it's like, oh, no, actually, it's all right. But to go back and say, didn't happen, really. Mm. Oh, no, don't worry about that. I mean, it's my own take, you know, not taking things with a pinch of salt, I guess. But you know what? At the end of the day, it just reaffirmed to me, and this is why I do this podcast, and why I do my show at the minute is, you know, the message is, I think if you, not that you have to get a diagnosis, but if you don't at least examine your mind and explore it, this is what's going to happen all the time. Do you know what I mean? This is yeah. why people end up in these states because they're not actually, they're not self-reflective or self-examining or understanding what's going on in their brain at all. Mm. Um, which a lot of the time, the big stuff I just slowed out. My wife said it Kat, just before I left. So just before she left, I started, just before I, I got onto the Zoom, I started choking on a peanut. It's been horrendous. She went, are you all right? And she went, just slow down. <laughs> so slow like, down. I'll do taking all on, these things at once. Just slow taking, the fuck down. Right. Taking on a whole peanut at once. Um, I no, know. No, it wasn't even a peanut. It was an almond. No, it was about 20 almonds, wasn't it? Shift yeah. It. I mean, this pair's yeah. great. Go on then, go on then, Jamie. Let's, how's your week been? It's been good. Um, it's been interesting professionally. We, it's classic. I mean, I don't like to talk about it too much because people at home don't necessarily want to hear about it. But um, professionally, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about Edinburgh shows. We're doing thinking about doing Edinburgh shows. And we had two very hard knockbacks uh, 
in a very Ooh. short space of time, like literally a few hours apart. And we were like, oh, well, it's not happening then. We're not going to do that. And then the following Did day... Did you get we had... bad rejection sensitivity? Do you have that? Yes. Which yeah, I think so. I think it was... I think um, I think the, the key thing around this one was uh, like emailing back and doing the usual, like, well, that's very sad, but obviously, you know, uh, you know, these things happen and, you know, we don't, we really enjoyed the process of talking about the potential of it. And um, I'm sure so things you'd put in for to try and yes. get open. It's and like things like grants and, and they venues. Said no. They turned you yeah, down. And they, they came back. And I think this time, more than any other time, I think we kind of emailed back and said, like, if you could let us know why, like, if if, if you'd be happy to give us feedback, because we yeah. felt like it went well and we, we're not quite yeah, sure yeah. why. Um, so we were a bit crushed for for a day. And then we got a brilliant offer the following day, which sorted all of that out um, from out of nowhere, really, that we weren't really expecting. Um, yeah. So... A, bit, a week of high and lows, but then also a week of spinning plates, uh, trying to get uh, lots of moving parts, organising things. Um, sort of holding your nerve then, isn't it? It's just holding your nerve. Because, it's, I mean, we, we a lot we talk about probably doesn't relate to a lot of people because it's all sort of uh, self-employed and business. Yeah. And, business, and in the arts and all that. And it's like so much of it is just going... Oh shit! That because that person saying no reduces you to zero if you're not careful, doesn't it? It makes you feel like, yeah, I'm just shit, aren't I? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what often happens to me. Um, yeah, and you really—I mean, that's I think why I'm loving doing the shows and stuff because I'm—I've had a few things recently where I've gone in and I've gone, do you know what? I've really gone. This is the goal, and I don't think I've ever done that in my life. Well, I've just sort of gone, yeah, try this, see what happens, you know. And, and sometimes you just have to go, no, I want this, mm. and so I have to do this. And then achieved it. Um, and it's quite a revelation when it happens. Yeah. Yours came out of nowhere. You thought you were going to get one venue. They turned you down. Then you got another venue. Just got in touch. We'll yeah. have you. We'll have you. So now you're playing. And, in... actually, and actually probably our, probably would have been our first choice anyway. So um... yeah. so you're going to be in the Edward's oh. toilets for the whole month. Yes. Fantastic. Bringing our own oh. duck. Have you seen One Day? I have not. No. It's I directed. Read I read the my, book. Oh, I've never read the book. I know what happens, though. My wife told me. My wife. I keep mentioning that. I don't know. It's my wife. It's very weird. Um, uh, I did. Um, uh, but the first episode is great and set in Edinburgh. It's directed by my dear friend Molly Manners, a wonderful director uh, and friend. And. Um, yeah it, oh yeah and they go back to a house where i spent edinburgh one year really or that street oh that's could have been the house to be fair but i was like i know they do. place and it was yeah. the street how wonderful and it was a terrible year edinburgh is one of those places where uh all of the houses kind of look like the a lot of the houses are structured very much the same so if you're oh, being beautiful. one if you're this one, was like this was the same street though yeah Nice. Talk about people being either weirdly neurodiverse or arseholes, because there's always a line, isn't there? Maybe we should have a fun of, was this me being neurodiverse or was this me being an arsehole? Um, I remember when I went in and we were, me and Kat and then uh, a friend who was doing a thing with us and he'd got some other friends, they had a flat, so we all shared this big house. This is what happens to everybody end up sharing these houses together. And uh, 
I walked in um, day one with my bags. I think Kat had just popped to the shop, got there. The guy who I was sharing it with, who I'd never met before, one of the guys we were sharing it with, sat at his laptop in the in his in his bed. I think he was in his bed. Maybe he was at a desk in his room. And I went, oh, hi, I'm Colin. I'm going to be staying with you for the month. And he sort of went, all right, like shrugged. <laughs> and then like, and just went back to his work. I thought, oh, my God. And we hardly spoke for the whole month. Never met such an arsehole in my life. Um, incredible. But what, neurodiverse or arsehole? That's, that's where it comes in, doesn't it? Very yeah, rude. and if you if you want to play our arsehole guessing game, then you can email us and think who you, who do you think that was. Uh, I don't no mean your gash. No more clues. Um, I don't mean your gash. Not a comedian. Probably thought he was. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so you narrowed it down quite a lot there. Um, I'm gonna, yes, I'm going to move you to big topics. Let's move on for God's sake. If you want to support this shit, <laughs> if you want to support this, um, please go to patreon.com slash Colin Holt, and you can support the show. Um, I can't tell whether it's getting better or worse, Jamie. Can you? It's more chatty. I think this is. I think the next one's going to be really good. I think this is okay. like a I mean, taster of what's coming. I mean, if, if, if you're listening, do carry on. Like, do don't turn you it get off to the like, end of this episode <laughs> if you have to. If you literally have nothing else you could be doing right now. No, we've got lots of listeners, and they're all absolutely wonderful people. Um, someone sent me a message about ADHD on Facebook and, and it was a long message, but very, and then deleted it. And then they sent another message saying, sorry, I sent the message. And I said, it's all right. I, I just, sorry, I didn't reply. It's because I never reply to anyone. That's the problem, isn't it? You know, people are sort of like yeah. asking advice on it. And then I'm like, don't reply because I forget because of my ADHD. And then they, they get embarrassed and delete it. It's just, a, it's a vicious circle. Mm. Right. Let's take a break. <laughs> All right. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Right, we're back from the break. That was fun. Jamie, wasn't that um, for a break? Have you finished your pair? I didn't have any of that pair in that break because for us it was a second. It was a second. Um, we're going to talk about perspective, I think, this is, which is what you... The big topic. Big topic. Which uh, I've already no, said. Sounds we're not like going to talk about perspective. 
Are we not? No, we're going to talk about um, doing one thing. And we've talked quite a lot already, haven't we, about the other thing, about the, our week. So let's make this yeah. very short. So right. my thing is, how do you, as a neurodiverse person who can barely do, when you've got a, a lot of things to do in a day. Okay, let me go back. So this is what happens. What I'm trying to do at the minute, I'm always trying to plan the day, work out what to do. I'm someone who generates money and livelihood from z nothing. I have to kind of create things and then go to someone want that. Do you know what I mean? I've also I do do gigs now and stuff. So it's, it's sort of ticking on now, but it's still a case of constantly creating something from nothing. And it's terrifying when you have a family. I won't lie, uh, but um, I um, so what I'm trying to do at the minute is draw big rocks. Right. The, what are the big rocks of the day? So today they're doing this podcast, painting the utility room, uh, finishing this writing I had to do, but it's never enough. So I quickly fill it with nine big rocks and that's too many. And I know it's too many as I'm doing it. And then there's extra lists for more stuff mm. and it's maddening and I can't, but I cannot stop it. I can't stop going, oh yeah, I'll do that. And I'll do that. And I'll also do that. And I'll probably do that. Because in my partly it's the time blindness, so I'm like, oh yeah, I can rewrite that script in about what ten minutes, mm. um, and then I also don't factor in breaks, I don't factor in food, I don't factor in. I go to the gym like every day now because I'm obsessed. Uh, that's good. They're like gym classes, but that's good because it's sort of arranged for me. You see, but I have no arrangement, and and me and Cat are constantly trying to work this out. How the hell do you do it? You know. Um, and do other people have to do this? Are neurotypical people constantly doing this? Or is it... Um, I mean, I guess most people are in jobs, aren't they, where they don't have to, like, where it's sort of... to some degree laid out for you. Yeah, a structure is sort of set up because you're you're probably doing the same tasks kind of pretty much all the time. Um, mm. And the projects may change, but you're probably doing a similar role. So it's fairly set out. And you usually have a deadline and... You're getting paid anyway, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, mm -hmm. And your breaks are pretty much prescribed because everybody takes breaks at the same time. You know, I think I've done. I'm not currently doing an office job, but um, I'm working with people in offices, and generally everybody has a set kind of lunch hour and you know break times. Um, same sort of routine of tea making tea and having those, and then all of the stuff you're doing is sort of sandwiched in between those. So it gives your day a sort of structure and you know immediately when you're overrunning. Whereas I think it's quite difficult when you've got, if you've got nine big rocks to be sort of juggling, then is that harder? Yeah, it's real. That's, that's a really interesting point. You know, when you're overrunning because someone has said, is that because a boss has said, I want those files on my desk by eight o'clock, eight o'clock, yes. five o'clock. Four o'clock. Yes, whichever whichever police chief that was that you were channeling, then yeah. yeah. You've got to have done that by a certain amount of I try and have an inner one, but it doesn't really work. Mm. Um and then I get into like very quickly, I get into more philosophical things. I'm quite obsessed with time at the minute, what you do with your time. Like I'm trying to actively spend more time with my family, just enjoying being with them. Because I feel like as a self-employed artist, just all my life is about my work, everything I'm doing all the time. And it's so exhausting. And mm. 
weirdly quite thankless because actually it's a monster that kind of keeps eating <laughs> the monster that keeps it a monster that's forever hungry because i'll do right. a thing and it's not enough or it sort of leads well yeah but what's after that but what's do you know what I mean i find it very hard to have a moment of victory or yeah. a moment of well done sir uh, yeah i mean that's similar into what we were talking about with the episode on gratitude it's like you know you kind of you don't have much time to stop and think about what you've achieved you just kind of because you've got another rock to move on to straight away yeah so anyway the conclusion i've come to is just to do a thing is good to do anything yeah. is good if you just do one thing that's fine that's enough i mean i have rewritten those the book i was writing and sent it off so i have done that but it feels like it's mm -hmm. not enough that i've done it because i should have also done eight other things how many utility rooms do you have i mean do they all I mean, it looks horrible. I'm looking at it now, and there's just paint on the door. Paint on the floor. <laughs> I think it comes off, doesn't it? Paint, paint. Yeah, famously, I think you need. You know what? Once for Cat's birthday, I, I decided I'm going to make her a cake. I said, "I'm going to make you a cake, right?" And my daughter was like, "I was like, come on, we'll make a cake together." You know, and I I googled it and looked it up. I'd, I'd never made a cake in my life, right? I bought the thing that I did that I felt was very me, but at the same time, is like, well, this isn't that helpful. Is I bought so her name's Cat or Catherine. I bought a figure of Catherine the Great. Well, I said it was a, it was just a queen. It's like a little figure from a shop. <laughs> I put yeah. that brilliant. But what I did was. I measured it out and all. I did everything right to a point. And then I thought um, it needed more flour. I can't remember why I thought it needed more flour. So what I did was the cake was already cooking and it was quite cooked. I took it out of the oven and opened it up, poured flour into the middle. <laughs> yeah, this is not. I mixed it in. And then just put it back in to cook. Think, do you know what I mean? Like, I guess like thinking adding it is like adding water to a soup or something. Yes. Yeah, you're thinning it or thickening it. Whereas with a cake, you're just putting uncooked flour into <laughs> layers of uncooked flour, which is not, it's not traditionally... Of uncooked flour. <laughs> not a traditionally French way of doing it. Uh, the greats would probably steer you away from that, I would have thought. I'm, I'm a sucker for that, though, as well. Like, I'll, I'll follow a recipe and then I'll think, no, I know better. Yeah, like, it says use two tablespoons of this, but I think I think you'll find four will work better. And then later on, you're like, this tastes way too much of whatever it is, fish sauce. I feel like that is that arrogance. Is, that is arrogance. arrogance. That that yeah. is more like just thinking. You that that's more about measurements, though, isn't it? I suppose this was about yeah. gutting the cake after it had been half cooked and trying to. But I, as I'm doing these things, I know that I'm doing them, and I know. Do it's you not... know that they're wrong? Yes. This one. This one. Like work. it's literally like not to sound like I'm Jekyll and Hyde or something, but it's literally like there's another. It's not like a split personality, but it's like there's a voice going, "Do it, do it." I mean, it's my mum's voice. I'm. Sure I can't lie. It's death. Or just going, "Yep, yeah, that's right. That's what you need to do. That's what you need to do." But it's not actually a voice. My mum once, um, right, my mum doesn't know how to drive. I'm being very harsh about it here, but she she did she 
tried to drive for about three years and never passed. You know, anyway, fair enough. Some people can't. However, first time she came in the car with me when I had passed, first time, at 35, I had. Mm. Took me a long time to to accept that I could drive, that I I was like other people and could learn how to drive. Because I'd sort of grown up for some reason in this environment where the idea of us driving, we're just not people that drive. Very weird. My dad could drive and that was it. But he yeah. was more neurotypical, so he was like an alien <laughs> um, to us, I guess. But um, I remember dri- dri- uh, taking them out to a, a place near where we lived and we got to a roundabout and it was really like insanely busy, quite dangerous. And I was like trying to wait for my moment to come out. Been there a little while and my mum's just whispering in my ear. Cool. Just going, go, go now, go, you can make go, you can make go, 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 go. Do it. It's slowing slow down. It's slowing down. It was so like, I was like, what are you doing? You know, like, and that was literally, yeah, it's like Anna Man's voice, I guess. But I think that's the voice. And it's just, yeah, it says, I do wonder if other ADH people, ADHD people, let me know if you have this. I'm sure they do. But where you, you know, you know this. I guess that must happen when people do like, uh, violent crimes or something. Do you know what I mean? Out of nowhere, or they just find themselves, you know, when people, it's probably quite out of body. You find yourself like robbing someone or something mm. and it hasn't been planned or whatever. And in your head, you must be going, what are you doing? Maybe. It's quite dangerous territory, especially if you've just said, uh, I don't want to come over all Jacqueline Hyde, but uh, here I am yeah. as a doctor. I'm a doctor, that, but I am a doctor that turns into an evil monster. Um, <laughs> no, I've never committed a, a robbery or anything like that. It's good I to hate- get that on record. If people uh, are listening. But, uh, no, it's not. No, it, it's not like a. Well, what I don't think it is what people think of a schizophrenic anymore, is it? But it's just, it's just, yeah. You, you're doing something. You know, this is stupid, and you're doing it out of panic. I mean, I guess going back to the original thing I talked about this week, that whole telling me someone was dying and then they weren't dying was a panic, wasn't it? It was like a sort of um, they jumped to this conclusion and then passed it on to me. Uh yeah. I would be very interested to hear from any listener that has done something that has with well, that experience, that thought where it's like, I know that this is stupid, but I just can't. There's a there's an instinct to do it. And I I would especially be interested to hear from anybody who's gutted a cake halfway through baking it and put put extra ingredients in the middle. With the paint, I was trying to I paint because so cat wants two different colours in the utility room, which is, you know. Oh. It looks lovely, but it's frustrating because that means you've got two different rollers and two different trays and everything going off at once. And I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, Jamie. <laughs> and uh, there was a point where I was trying to say, can I, I got some paint of one wall onto the other wall. It was all right until we started doing the bit between the two walls. And I know you need masking tape. I even know mm. I've got masking tape, but the idea of having to put the masking tape down. Yeah. Um, an unbearable step that I could not do. Yeah. There was a point where I was trying to like, can I just sort of, pull the paint off the walls or just wipe the paint off the wall. But obviously you can't just wipe paint. It doesn't work like that. No. This isn't a podcast. We can put this, we can put this on the list. A, 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 a DIY podcast with people who have no idea about DIY. We'll put that on the list of things that we could do. Okay. Yes, that is a good idea. No, that is actually quite a good idea. DIY dickheads. <laughs> DIY dickheads. We don't know what we're on about. 
DIY dickheads. We don't know what we're doing, mate. DIY dickheads. Stick it in the wall. <laughs> you just want to knock that through. Yeah. Not you see, we so don't know what we're doing out. We don't we so don't know what we're talking about. We don't know phrases that DIY no. people say even. Hammers. Spirit level. Um, my DIY Joe is coming, who was on the podcast last week. He's coming tomorrow to help me with my shed. Yeah. Genuinely, I think new neurodiverse people, when there's someone who's uh, uh displaying neuro what I think of as neurotypical uh things, which are just things you can just do, just simple tasks. It's like beautiful. It makes me like aroused. I shouldn't say he makes me aroused, should I? He listens to this. He doesn't make me aroused, but the idea of knowing how to do very basic DIY is very attractive. Yes. As someone who can barely tie their own shoes. We must talk about the fact I can't tie my own shoes at some point because I've touched on this. It's actually probably quite a painful memory, but we'll come back to that one day. Okay. Jamie, steer us back. You wanted to talk about some shit. No, no. What was the oversharing thing you wanted to talk about? Oh, that was, yes, just because um, when we did the episode the other week where we talked about oversharing, um, my partner mentioned something about oversharing that she'd heard on a Brené Brown um, podcast, which I think she's she's had a shout-out on here before. He's a sort of writer and um, professor in the US um, who, on her Wikipedia page, it says she's a shame specialist. So that's definitely somebody we should be keeping an eye on because yeah. pl plenty of shame around. I think um, shame is at the heart of all these problems. And I think it's... The problem is, in a nutshell, my big thing is I think loads of people are neurodiverse, or different at least, and rather than that be helped or accepted or examined, what examined sounds horrible, but as in self-examined, you know, explored, was, yeah. was shamed. So there you go. Sorry. Yeah. Carry on. So she, she was saying that oversharing can lead to uh, what she termed a vulnerability hangover, which is where you kind of, you overshare and it's not until later on, possibly like the next morning where you wake up and think, oh no, why did I say that? And yeah. I'm not aware of it when you're saying it. Mm. Um, but you get sucked into kind of feeling really awful because you realize what you've said was too much. Yeah. Have had that last year. That now from the earlier in the podcast. Yeah. But you, a vulnerability hangover, you are someone who doesn't share much at all, as we talked about last time. Yeah. I mean, you do, but you struggle with that. So do you I'm getting get, better. I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah. But do you have like massive vulnerability hangovers just from, you know, telling people um, what you had for dinner and stuff? No, I mean, no, because I think that I, I filter out anything that might, uh, I sort of forward project and work out. I would regret it if I told anybody that, and then just wouldn't wouldn't say anything. Um, generally speaking, I'm quite good at guarding, guarding the secrets and guarding you know the things I don't do you, want to talk. Do you about. think at the time when you're feeling it, oh, I won't tell anyone about this? Yes, yes, I would regret that. I have I have that split second of like, I might say this, and I have that split second of I'll just run this past the old the old brain before before I say it out loud. And it says to um, you, do not, do not tell them this. Yeah. It says you, you'll, you'll, you'll regret that. There's a, there's a sort of gut feel I mean, of like, that feels wrong. 
I don't think it's impossible. There's an argument. I don't. I don't think it's completely wrong. The argument that you can, um, that maybe that's not such a bad idea. I mm. don't know. I don't know. I know people suffer from repression because of repression, and I, but also I guess people. I think sometimes you can suffer from oversharing. An interesting thing Brené Brown also says is like telling someone everything isn't necessarily vulnerability. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because you can just waffle off a load of shit about everything, but you're not really opening. You're not really being vulnerable and honest. No, it depends on the person. I mean, there are people that like the filter is different for different people. So there are people that I would absolutely feel comfortable, comfortable kind of blurting stuff out. Yeah, um, it still probably gets run through the filter beforehand just to check, but um, the context is yeah. But my partner, I would, I would, I have very little filter at all. We just right. I feel like, because I feel like I can get away with. I can even walk back something that if it was overstepping or oversharing, then um, I feel like I can, I can walk that back. She, she would understand why I'd said it in the first place. It's funny, yeah. I have that. Um, no, the no filter thing is has become a horrendous, like used for sort of stand ups and stuff, hasn't it? No filter, which is, do you know what I mean? But I find having no filter just horrible because there should, yeah, there should be a filter. Going, what have I said? Oh fuck, there should be a bit of a filter, maybe. Yeah, in the chimp paradox, which I recommend heartily to anyone, he talks about basically you have. The emotional side which is the chimp and but, but no sorry but very quickly when something happens you can get the uh you can create what he calls a gremlin or a goblin which is where uh you then say i i i overshare with you and you're weird to me i just go on, don't talk to jamie again do you know what i mean whereas yeah. the opposite to that is your auto computer which i guess is the voice in your head where you go to it and go oh mate sometimes jamie doesn't always react to that the way i'd like him to maybe i need to think before i speak to him for example yeah. i had that with you jamie but yeah no, no that makes sense people we should talk more about that next time but right at the end we're getting to the intro it's like with therapy you always get to the end of it and you're like yeah uh, i've just had a breakthrough quickly oh oh no no can i just and they're like i'm so sorry it's time you're gonna have yeah. to go and you're like but um <laughs> i i hate leaving the therapist is the weirdest thing ever because I always feel a bit like I've done something wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm all right though, aren't I? Do you know what I mean? Am I okay? And just also like, so what are you, what are you up to this week? Do you know what I mean? I feel like I want to, <laughs> it's just like, okay, leave now. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to know anything about the therapist at all. Like, this is all about me. I'm paying. This is my time. I just want to, is that I just want a mirror to reflect things. I'm going to say stuff out loud and then I'm probably going to realize, oh, that's a thing I should be more conscious of. Do you feel like of. they're judging you? I like to think not. No. No, I don't think my, I think mine's great, but still in my head, I'm like, are they judging me for it? You know, mm. it's hard not to think that. Anyway, dude, what's the final thing? The final the section. The final thing is I can't cope. I can't cope. There you go. <laughs> Wish we got the jingle for So it should be more like if you can't cope, I guess. Yes. So, we, God, a lot's come out in this, hasn't it? Yeah. T just tip of the iceberg, mate. Um, little tip, little tip for you, okay? And I don't feel I've demonstrated this much, 
But one thing I've been actively trying to do. So now I'm actively trying to do things rather than just getting in a state and suffering. I'm actively trying to do stuff not to deny my neurodiversity and go, oh, I'm a freak, but go, oh, here's a way to ease it or help it. And one thing I've just really been trying to listen, listening but not just listening as in, okay, I'm listening now. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes with the, when I'm like, oh, you, you're meant to listen. You haven't been listening, Colin. You've just been talking. And then I find myself sort of being weirder than ever and just sort of, and not taking any of the information in because all I'm thinking about is the act of listening. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But genuinely, I've been like with, with uh, Kat, I've just been saying, I'm just going to listen to you. <laughs> and I was trying, I did it before I said it. I was like, and it's an absolute bliss. I've got to say, it's lovely. Just to, because a lot of the time I think she's, when she is telling me stuff or talking to me, she's just trying to get past my blah, blah, blah. You know, I better tell him all these things because otherwise I won't get chance later because he'll be banging on about whatever. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it was like, oh no, just tell me, tell me about your day is what I said. Okay sound like some amazing husband here or anything because to be fair she's had 15 years of me not doing this but to just kind of and literally just actively make yourself is the wrong phrase because then as i say you end up just going like right listen 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 but just let let yourself enjoy and i've been i don't know whether this is all because of the death stuff i've been thinking a lot about it obviously this week because of that instance but because the stuff with my dad and my brother in the past and all this stuff is so much and i think it just keeps hitting you ages afterwards but anyway i'm very aware of time and stuff and i'm like if i carry on like this i never get to enjoy just being with this person and mm. to enjoy them as a person i feel like when i say that it sounds a bit like they're pudding i don't mean they're pudding but <laughs> There are people I enjoy as a pudding. Mm, sumptuous. I'm going to enjoy you. Did you, did you have, have you ever seen that Australian man being carted out of a Chinese restaurant? Yes. Oh, it's the funny. Oh, what does he say? A succulent Chinese meal? What am I being arrested for? Eating a meal. Eating a succulent Chinese meal. Oh, oh my God. Wonderful. The wonder of language. But I'm surprised that restaurant isn't the, the biggest selling Chinese restaurant in the absolute world. By now. It might be. Just a big succulent written right above. I did see a yeah, I I did see a thing he'd uh, he'd made a little video about what he's up to now. And he's can you guess what he's doing now? I bet I can't. It's off the back of that. It's a good I think it's at least 20 years since that video. Okay. He's a top man now. All right. He is painting. <laughs> Your utility room. You, you think maybe you'd create a moot like films about it or something, or like try and get on telly as this? Do you know what I mean? Or, or, or I don't know, like do a podcast or anything, or make like YouTube videos. But the way he's making money off that whole thing is doing paintings of the event. So he's just like painting, wow. dragged out, and uh, selling the paintings. <laughs> Sorry. Weird way of making money out of the most famous thing that could ever happen to you, probably. Yeah, it is odd. It's incredible, isn't it? But he seems really funny. He's really laughs about it and just says he was during that time he was like spending a lot of time going into restaurants and not paying. Yeah, 
and then you know he was going through that. He was he's it's I I can't remember his name, but it's definitely worth a look if you look up succulent Chinese meal, it will come up. Anyway, enjoy your wife. Yes, that's my I'm, tip. Everyone did, get a wife and then enjoy her. I or did have you. a chat with my therapist about doing a very similar thing, an exercise where you actually like deliberately listening and you're in listening mode because I definitely have the habit and I'm sure a lot of people do where you are actually when you think you're listening actually what you're doing is thinking about what you're going to say next oh um, yeah also they yeah and I, you know I'm embarrassed to say that, that I do that but you know I do um so you kind of have to actively sort of you know press yourself to do it and they actually said you know you can almost set a, like a chess timer like you know 30 seconds like it's a very good activity to just like have a conversation with somebody and take it in turns um and when you're talking you're talking and when you're listening you're listening and you're not even thinking about what's coming next which i thought was quite interesting i was thinking about what's coming next then okay because then as you were getting to that i was thinking uh have we learned as podcasters fledgling i think we're still fledgling if I know what that word means, but how to have small we, bird, I think small birds. We are small birds. Have we learned how to um, do that of waiting for the other person? And there's that thing where you actually stop, and we just—I don't know about you, but I, I can't even give it a second to take on what you've just said. Mm. And when you do have that, it's very powerful. My friend Dan, who I think you know. He comes across like a priest or something. People tell him everything. You know, you find yourself. And I don't know if he's that wise or anything. I think he just, I don't think he's, I think he does have, he does have good opinions, but he's not like, or Owen, my producer's very good at this. He listens and then takes even just a breath, you know, to kind of let that percolate. And then here's my reply. Mm. It's a good skill. It's a great skill. And I wish I had it. We um, could find it. Should we try? Should we actively try next week? Yeah. Podcast. I'll forget. So next week must be a guest, I think. Yes. Are you making, are we making notes of what we're doing? I think we are, aren't we? We are. Uh, but suffice to say, it's very exciting. Yes. It's awesome. I was just going to add very quickly my coping technique. Um, oh, was, yes, please. Because I was thinking about planning because you were talking, we were talking about like scheduling and planning and stuff. And I just, it's not so much a, a technique, but um, there's a quote that I think it's attributed to Eisenhower, but but as usual with these things, it turns out it probably never said it. Um, but it's, uh, he said that actual plans are useless, but planning is indispensable. Um, and I think it's a really good quote. Because I think what it what what it's saying is the plan itself to have a plan is is pretty much useless. But because things won't turn out as you expect them to, things will change and develop. Mm -hmm. But the act of planning means that you're thinking about like potential things that could happen down the road. So you're actually kind of coming up with contingency strategies, and it'll be much quicker for you to actually sort of adapt to the situation rather than it be a a horrible kind of when the plan doesn't work out so it's good to have a plan but it's good to be able to change it quickly is what i'd say i like that the act of planning itself creates a lot is creative yeah. thing uh that industry gig i did the other day that went lovely 
I had to get down to five minutes, as you can imagine, an absolute carnage for me. Um, but it meant I had to run, which I haven't done forever. I had to run that set like seven times to try and get it yeah. down to five minutes. Then I got there. They said, you can do, you can actually do seven to eight minutes. So I went, okay. In the end, I did 12 minutes. Yeah. Just do the five minutes, the but plan, real, real slow. The plan, you what, sorry? You just do the five minutes, but real slow. Oh God. I don't think it's possible for me to do five minutes. I don't think it's physically possible. I think I'd yeah. actually, I'd have a heart, but I, um, but it was a triumph. It was wonderful. But the point is that I, uh, in doing it, I came up with loads of better ways of saying things, loads mm. of bits, which are unnecessary, loads of stuff. So the plan did fall to shit, but the planning itself yeah. was yes. Great. Well done. I, I, think, I think there's a lot of comfort in like, when you've done that planning, you feel a bit more comfortable because you think, okay, if this happens, then this, and if this happens, then this. And yeah, Eisenhower, you know, he's spinning a lot of plates, wasn't he, back in the day? He was, he had a, he had a compli complicated old job. Um, President. Well, um, he was the, he was the head of the um, the Allied armies, I think. Wow, Dwight, Dwight Eisenhower. I think he later became president, but oh. during the World War World War Two, he was. He's in charge of all the armies and that, all the fighting that went on. That's it. You got to, yeah. You got to be a planner for that. You, you got to have a strategy. You can't be like, well, I haven't really thought about it. Just thought we'd mm. see what happened. Yeah. Uh, but Great. people, at, people at home, send us your own coping strategies. Love please to hear do. our people. God's sake, people please go. do. But we don't. Apparently, someone said to me, we don't say where they can send them, and that's a good point. You write them a letter and send them to the North Pole? Is no. That so, well, okay, you can tweet me. It's right. We need to set up our own proper thing for this, don't we, at some point. But basically, you can tweet me at Colin Holt or Instagram at Colin Holt Comedy. And I'm on TikTok. TikTok. I think that's yeah. at Colin Holt Comedy as well. And uh, you can email me at Colin Holt Comedy at gmail.com if you must. But also you can go on my website, IamColinHolt.com. Ugh, that's the most I've ever said, Colin Holt, in one. And I hate my name. That's why I'm calling the show Colin. Yeah. I'm trying to, to recapture my old, who I am. And also thank you to Eyes on Legs, Daniel Eyes on Legs, for the lovely uh, music. Um, and we'll see you next week, hopefully with a guest, if we can sort my bloody life out. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you, Jamie. Thank Let's you, say sir. everyone. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.